everyone. It's Kyle Henderson and Mick Gillespie. Breaking news. Steve Sarkeesian is expected to be named the head football coach at Texas. They just fired Tom Herman. And um, I mean, just a couple days ago, we we're, you know, talking, we're, we're all elated that Steve Sarkeesian is staying after turning down Auburn. And of course, uh, Texas pulls a trigger and, um, you know, ESPN had it on just a little while ago. There's other sources reporting that he's expected to be named the head football coach at Texas. All breaking news. We're going to digest it. And um, I mean, kind of why today? Right, Mick? It's like the, the day after the Rose Bowl, the championship games on the 11th. Alabama always has these problems. Um, but Steve Sarkeesian looks like he's going to be named the new head football coach at Texas. Uh, your initial thoughts? Well, I mean, congratulations for him. He's done a fantastic job as the offensive coordinator at Alabama. I mean, look, the, the offense is as good as it's ever been. And I think a lot of that has to do with him and his ability to call plays and you know, and to get guys ready. And and if he was going to jump, I guess now's the time. I mean, not like today, but this year, because he's as hot as a $5 pistol right now. I mean, you yep. know, turning down Auburn to me, uh, I'm glad that he did that selfishly and, and is, is leaving the conference. Uh, he could have gone to uh, Arizona, didn't do that. Now he's getting one of the best jobs in football. I mean, Alabama has gone into Texas and they've just blown out recruiting. A lot of those players have been on the offensive side of the football. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get the move by Texas. I mean, this is a guy that you would definitely want. He's got head coaching experience. He's got NFL experience. Uh, but you know what? I mean, you know, the, the timing, I don't like the timing at all. You know, like the, the championship games on the 11th, you know, today's the second, you know, you could wait a week and um and eliminate the distraction um but this is not the way that the world works you know and so um this has been the problem that Alabama's had going into these championship games is that these coaches come in and you know and and they get other jobs and a lot of times uh, they take the job and um you know and then all of a sudden you know instead of worrying about you know Clemson or Ohio State, you know, you're, you're worried about other things. And so it, this really changes the way that I see the national championship game playing out. It works sometimes. I mean, look, when um, Jeremy Pruitt took the job at Tennessee and uh, when Kirby Smart took the job at Georgia, they were still able to stick around and help Alabama win a championship. And then on the other side of that, you know, Lane Kiffin was, um, from what I understand, a, a cancer and, you know, as good as he is. And I think he's one of the best offense, maybe the best offensive guys. And now he's a head coach, but coordinator, minds, whatever you want to say. Yeah. It was a distraction, and they lost to Clemson in a game that they really should have won. And if he'd have been there, I think they would have won. So, uh, I, you know, I think it's a great hire by Texas. Um, there's there's not a better guy who's more prepared for this opportunity than Sark. You know, my, my bone to pick is just the timing on it, and we'll find out how that plays out. With Mick Gillespie kind of digesting this news that is breaking, really broke the internet following Alabama's 31 to 14 victory over Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl the day after. Um, you know, it's been reported that Steve Sarkeesian is expected to be named the head football coach at Texas. I mean, you can't turn down Texas when Texas comes knocking. I mean, I think Steve Sarkeesian always wanted to be a head football coach. I mean, look, look, a lot of these guys that are on the staff have aspirations to be a head football coach. How many can be a head football coach at Texas? How many times is Texas going to be open, right? I mean, this is a job that um, everybody wants. And I, I think that, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, what he's done from USC to Atlanta, 
um, now with the Alabama Crimson Tide over the last couple of years has, um, you know, he's really set himself up for this. I mean, this guy is in his what mid forties and has a, uh, you know, dream job now in Texas. Now look, Texas is going to have to, uh, you know, uh, while they have the talent and kind of all the components and endless money, they're still not what Alabama is. Right. And I think with, um, and, and I think this also says that Nick Saban's still going to be a, be around for quite some time. Right. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, there was some talk about some sort of coach and waiting or restructuring the contract, but even if you get Steve Sarkeesian, let, let's say 3.5 at Alabama, which would make him by far the highest paid assistant coach. I mean, what is Texas going to throw at him? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Texas A&M, for example, what do they throw like 75 million at Jimbo Fisher? I can't even imagine the contract that Steve Sarkeesian is going to get as the head football coach. I mean, this is a job that you can't turn down. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I mean, you talk about forcing their hand too. I mean, if, if, if anything else, you know, you, you get the Brockemeyers and, you know, the, those big offensive linemen and, you know, the other players from Texas. And then just to top it off, you get Kamar Wheaton, you know, that's mm-hmm. supposedly coming. Right. But uh, <laughs> if you're Texas, you're going, what's happening right now? You know, how's Alabama coming in here and, and, and cleaning up? You know, there's like a whole Lone Star State contingent that is heading to Tuscaloosa and, I think that that's what what hurt Coach Herman. I mean, not only the record and you know, and the fact that Texas really hasn't turned the corner with him. They've been competitive. They won their bowl game. He did a great job in bowl games, but you know, it's it's the it's the consistency that it takes to win. Um, you got to win when you're at Texas, when you're at Alabama, when you're at USC. They want you to win most of the games. You know, you're going to have the advantage player wise. But I think the recruiting part of it. And the fact that Alabama has come into Texas and really, um, you know, picked that state uh, puts Texas in a spot, too, where, look, you know, hey, we can make a move here. We're not happy with this guy. We're not going to get Urban Meyer. We don't like Tom Herman, so we're going to make a move. And every time you turn around, there's just another huge player from that state, not that Wheaton was going to Texas, but maybe that's an indicator too. Why isn't Wheaton wanting to go to Texas? You know, Alabama gets the top players in the state of Alabama, right? And to win a national championship at Texas, you have to take advantage of the in-state talent, right? I mean, we, we saw that when Texas was on top with Mac Brown. We've seen that kind of disappear, and then other programs start to get those players like Baylor, uh, like TCU, Texas A&M could finish in the top three this year, maybe. I mean, depending on how their bowl game goes, Texas really hasn't been in the conversation since Alabama drummed them in the Rose Bowl back in 2009. You know, it's gone downhill. And so bringing in Stark uh, could be the move that that gets things turned around. So we'll find out. But I mean, you know, just the Alabama perspective again, you know, we've seen this so many times this is kind of the other end of going out and getting the best is that their aspirations uh, aren't to stay in Tuscaloosa forever. And it just the way that the playoff and, you know, these championship games are so spread out. It hurts you with the signing day because you're getting ready for a game and everyone else is recruiting. And now it hurts you with your assistance yet again. And so you wonder what's going to happen. And I saw a really good point on the message board here talking about Kirby Smart's departure. And Jarvis is right. I mean, on the way out the door, I heard uh, stories about, you know, Kirby taking pictures of Alabama's recruiting board and using that against Alabama. You know, I wasn't there. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard it from quite a few people to say that I do believe it. And, you know, you hope that that doesn't happen this time. You know, Jeremy Pruitt did it the way that you would hope that any coach would. And 
uh, and Nick Saban really doesn't like it when these guys leave and take members of the staff with him. So we'll find out if that happens. Um, you know, Pruitt took uh, Will Friend with him, someone that he really trusts. Uh, you know, when Butch Jones just left to, to go to Arkansas State, he didn't really take any impact players as far as the coaching staff goes. So we'll see how that all works out. But at the end of the day, it's a distraction. And Alabama seems to always have to deal with this. And after watching Ohio State yesterday, uh, all their focus, selfishly, I would hope, would be on the Buckeyes. But it's not going to be. Yeah, I mean, this is a big blow. This is a uh, and the timing, I think, is is really impactful for Alabama's quest for that perfect season. Right. I mean, you wake up the day after the Rose Bowl and let's get it. Th these guys on the team, they understand that these coaches are going to leave. But I mean, you don't want to hear that the biggest coach um, outside of Nick Saban right now is going to take another job at Texas. And I think you hit on some great points. Nick, I mean, you look at what Alabama has been able to do in the state of Texas recruiting wise. Um, I mean, look, the names are all signed, but the transfer portal is a wild, wild west that we're kind of entering this new facade of things that go on when players aren't happy and they don't see playing time. Guys are going to want to play for Sark. Um, I mean, the guy, you know, is a younger coach. I mean, the guys that he's kind of recruited. Now you kind of um, get a little bit nervous about what guys could transfer out, what guys want to go play for Sarkeesian. Look, if Texas opens up, I mean, this is a job that you have to absolutely take. It's Alabama. There, there's like, what, what are there like three jobs that are like this? Like Alabama, Texas, and what would be another one? I mean, would you consider like Michigan like a must take? I know they're not doing professional yeah. well, but like what, what else is up there? I mean, that's Yeah, thank you. Ohio State and Clemson, right? Like those are like the main jobs that you leave for. Texas is still one of them, even considering that they haven't even really, you know, done much uh, over the last several years. Well, I don't even put... Clemson in there, you know, because I don't think South Carolina has the talent alone yeah. to be able to suffice. Uh, you know, what Dabo's done there um, is, is really amazing because, you know, they got to go outside of that state to get players to be able to compete every year. I mean, you could literally recruit Texas, Oklahoma, and win national championships. You know, so the, the, Texas has some of the best high school football in the country, if not the best, you know, and, and we see great players per capita in the state of Alabama. That's uh, But Texas is just a lot bigger. So, I don't think there's many programs uh, that you are even on that level. You know, Michigan, they don't have the in-state players. Uh, they have a great coach that can't win. You know, he's a great coach that got his team to the Super Bowl in the NFL, uh, but he can't win. And and that's kind of tells you that it's, it's not always a slam dunk to take a job with, you know, a, a big name school. I mean, look at Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, you know, watching his postgame press conference that you can, you know, watch your, for yourself on um, the Bama Insider YouTube channel. And he's talking about, well, you know, we're here, we're going to keep coming back, you know, but I, I don't think they, they don't have the talent to get over the top right now. And that's w one of the biggest blue blood programs out there. There's these jobs like, Alabama and Texas and Ohio State, you know, where you're going to be in the mix, maybe Florida too, you know, maybe you put Florida in that same, that same mix because of all of the in-state talent and the facilities and the support of, you know, the community and, you know, who knows who the president and athletic director is, but those things matter as well. The thing that I really like about this Texas job is the thing that happens when you lose, you know, when, when Nick Saban took over at Alabama, uh, we were just thirsty for winning football. Yeah. You know, they, they had 92,000, uh, including myself that were at that first eight, a game, you know, like that showed up to watch a practice game. And that really 
uh, spring bolted Alabama to, you know, kind of that recruiting thing that they were able to do that never really has never stopped and everything else. Texas is in that same spot right now. They expect to win. They have all the things in place to win. Uh, Austin's a fun place to go hang out. Everything's there. They just haven't been able to turn the corner and bringing in someone that has the pedigree of Steve Sarkeesian uh, with high expectations, but with a lot of momentum, you add the recruiting element in there and the fact that he's been killing it in that state. and So has Alabama. It makes for a very good pick. Here with Mick Gillespie talking about the news that has just unfolded. Steve Sarkeesian expected to be named the head football coach at Texas. My name is Kyle Henderson. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here for this breaking news. I know it's shocking to a lot of uh, people watching this. I mean, just a couple, you know, what was it, a week, two weeks ago that we were saying that he was going to stay. And now Texas makes a big move, fires Tom Herman. Um, there was some smoke maybe about Urban Meyer that kind of fizzled out. And then Steve Sarkeesian, the definitely a huge name on the board. I mean, I think Steve Sarkeesian, what he's done at Alabama and over the course of his career, I mean, he's worked for this. And, you know, this is a, certainly a job that you just can't turn down. Mick, it is Texas still a place that can compete at the highest level? They got the funds. They got the athletes. I mean, this is a Lone Star State, but I mean, they just haven't crossed that threshold to become elite. I mean, every single time you turn the page to Texas, um, they're, they're still underachieving at a large margin. What's it going to take? Because look, we talked about this many times. Texas is selling what could be where Alabama is selling what is. It's going to take some time for um, you to build up a program. They got the athletes, but, you know, it, it's going to take what? I, I, two years, three years to really get a program like that on track. I mean, and let's face it. I mean, um, the attention, the attention span is short. you got to win almost immediately in today's world of college football. Yeah. I'm looking at the message board. So for all of you, Texas fans that are here, you know, what is it? The, the uh, welcome, uh, this is a great hire for them. You know, um, I, I think this is a great hire. You see, this guy's way better than Tom Herman. Uh, yeah. I thought Tom Herman was a head scratcher when they when they made that decision. Uh, the timing stinks, right? But for Alabama, uh, I wish that that they would have waited. And you know, but like I said before, I mean, obviously that's not the case. But as far as Texas goes, Texas is is like Alabama. When when Alabama had coaches that weren't very good, uh, the team, the program wasn't very good. You know, and there was always excuses why, right? There was always a reason why Alabama wasn't good. Probation, this, that, the other thing, and then I then the national media started stepping in and. You know, well, Alabama's just not what everybody thinks they are anymore. And then, uh, and then Mal Moore famously hired Nick Saban, and um, this dynasty is fire. I mean, it's unbelievable what the Crimson Tide have been able to do. And and it, they were good before Sark; they'll be good after Sark, right? So remember that too. But Texas is to me the same thing. I mean, you got everything there that you need to be successful. Um, I, I honestly, the 2009 Rose Bowl, I spent a lot of time hanging out with Texas fans. And the other thing to me is they, they remind me of Alabama fans. You know, there's just kind of this like, you know, been there, done that type of, of feel there. Uh, enjoyed kind of the conversations about college football, love college football, love high school football. So, you know, the um, in the Texas, it, it's a, it's a, you know, a really big school with a great football tradition. And, um, you know, I think that as far as, I mean, just taking the, you know, the Alabama part of it out, that, that this is a program that's uh, on the verge of doing something. And then watching the, the, the team play in their bowl game, uh, they have some players. I mean, like they can do some things. 
I, I don't think it's going to take that long, honestly. Um, and you mentioned the transfer portal. It is the Wild West, you know, and I think they're going to make rules that it's even easier to transfer. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's not a bunch of guys from Alabama transferring down there. And, and if look, and if history tells us anything, um, that really doesn't happen a lot. You know, you just it just it just doesn't. You might lose a guy or two, but but for the most part, the kids that have committed to play for Alabama have committed to play for Nick Saban. You know, they may like Steve Sarkeesian a lot. They may respect what he does. But I can guarantee you this. Alabama will find a suitable replacement for Sark that will have five star talent all over the place. And just like Lane Kiffin before him and just like you know, Brian Dayball before him and, and just like, you know, what was Matt McElwain before him and just like the other guy that went to Michigan before him, they all played for national championships. Yep. Here with Mick Gillespie digesting the news of Steve Sarkeesian to be named the head football coach at Texas. Um, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that I want to kind of dive into. We won't stay forever on this. I know. Thank you for joining us uh, for this breaking news. Texas fans kind of asking questions. What type of coach is Steve Sarkeesian? Let's dive into that. And then let's talk some possible uh, replacements. We'll build out a whole uh, offensive coordinator hot board on BamaInsider.com. One name that kind of jumps to mind right away. I, I know someone mentioned it already. They were like, Hugh Freeze. They're like, throw the sink at Hugh Freeze. I mean, look, the guy can win games, but you know, it's uh, I, we'll have to digest that in a second. But look, for Texas fans wondering about Steve Sarkeesian, Number one, he's kind of like a quarterback whisper. This was the first guy to go out and offer Tua Tungvaluwa um, when he was a young man out in Hawaii. Um, you got to give credit to him for, excuse me, for really developing that relationship with Tua Tungvaluwa when he was at USC. Um, and then you kind of look to the job that he did with, um, you know, the past quarterbacks and, and really developing Tua Tungvaluwa. And then look at Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones has been in this program under Steve Sarkeesian. And I think the best thing about Steve Sarkeesian is just kind of that offensive philosophy. He always talks about his philosophy being with a run, heavy run game that'll kind of open up this uh, methodical pass approach. And we've really seen a lot of that this year because Mac Jones isn't taking deep shots downfield. It's more a methodical approach, 12 to 15 yard receptions. And of course, when you have Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, John Mechie, it makes it a lot easier. Um, in terms of guys who could potentially replace uh, Steve, Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> in Alabama, I mean, you know, someone was saying, you kind of look at the staff right now. Uh, Rich Jones was the offensive mind. He just got the head football coach at Arkansas State. Uh, you currently have Charles Huff, who's on staff. Uh, as a running backs coach, um, he has also a title uh, associate head football coach. Who else, Mick? Who? I mean, we're going to build out the hot board, but what about you in the comment box? Who <laughs> help us build the the coaching hot board for the offensive coordinator? Who would you guys like to see? Someone is saying uh, go after Joe Brady. What do you think, Mick? I think it would be funny if if they went after Gus and they let Auburn pay a salary for a couple. <laughs> of years. <laughs> I don't think it'll be Hugh Freeze because Hugh Freeze could have a head coaching job and and you're going to be in the same spot where you're going to be in the playoff next year and he's going to leave to go somewhere else if you hired him and Alabama kind of went down that road. Hugh Freeze isn't in a spot where you don't leave Liberty to be the offensive coordinator anywhere, even at Alabama. Um, so. He he said he's going to leave for a special opportunity. I think it's going to be somewhere like Tennessee for him. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I mean, like there. Well, I, I don't. I'm so surprised by this. I, I really wasn't like looking, going, okay, you know, who the next offensive coordinator is going to be, because I thought he was going to stick around for the at least you know for the rest of this year, and um, that meant all of 20. 
21. I wasn't thinking like 2020, right? So I, I, I'm curious to see kind of how that how that plays out. Um, there's a lot of good defensive coordinators that are on the market right now. You know, and- <laughs> I was everybody saying that in the comment box. They're like, well, Pete Golding's next. Look, I mean, they held Notre Dame to 14 points. I don't think Notre Dame has much of an offense. We'll see what they can do in the title game. Uh, against Ohio State. If you're just joining us, we have 900 people watching. There should be 900 thumbs up. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us for the breaking news that Steve Sarkeesian expected to be named any moment the head football coach at Texas. I don't know. The news might be official anyways. We're kind of digesting this information. It's a gigantic blow um, to Alabama, especially like, Mick, let's kind of go back to the beginning of the show when we talked about the timing. Today is January 2nd, okay? What's the difference between today and January 12th, right? You play the national title game. Everybody's kind of laser focused. You know, you kind of keep it in between Sarkeesian, his agent in Texas. Why today? Why do you have to announce that news today? I think it really upsets a lot of people just because of the timing. And then you you think of the mentality from the players. These guys are like, oh man, Sarkeesian's gone. Um, I mean, he's he's still going to coach in the game. But I mean, why, why today and why not January 12th? That's the thing that bugs me too. And I guess you, you, you got two trains of thought on this. Mine is you'd limit the distractions. This is going to be a very tough national championship game. Ohio State showed us last night that, you know, that they're, they're pretty healthy. They haven't played a schedule like anyone else. They're only seven games in. They have a great quarterback. They can run the football. They, they, were, they were tough on defense. And you know what? Maybe they shouldn't have been in there, but they're in there, and th- and they're going to be really, really tough competition for Alabama. I think there's there's you know nothing to say, but this is going to be a really a hell of a football game. But then you know to to do this now, um, I, I mean, look, you normally you take this day off anyway to to you know kind of heal up and and then you know get back to work tomorrow after what was really an awesome win against Notre Dame. So I mean, as far as that goes. You know, I'm fine with that. I think everybody's fine with that. But if I'm Nick Saban, I'm I'm just not happy about why do it now. You know, why why not just wait? And and you got all this time to recruit. You're not signing anybody right now. You can't sign until what what is it like in February, right? Isn't that how it works? I mean, so what what's the advantage of doing it now? Uh, for Alabama, I I don't think there really is many. But for Sark, you know, maybe you get a jump on things, you get your name out there. The other part too is, I, and there could be some, you know, some contract stuff. You know, like maybe if they didn't, if they kept him on for another day, you know, sometimes in these contracts, yeah. there are different. You know, hey, look, you get an extra three million if you're coaching after this day. Uh, that that's an, an entirely different world than me. Uh, you know, dealing with contracts and all that stuff. That's why, you know, I work with Boomer Dangle with CSE uh, in Atlanta, you know, like let those guys kind of figure that out. So I don't know what Tom Herman's contract looked like. So Texas might've had to fire him. And then maybe they just didn't want to go through the, Hey, we're going to, we're actually looking. And then you have all the rumors and stuff. You just eliminate that and just say, Hey, look, here's the guy. But I, I mean, I don't know though. That's just, and that's just theory. Um, just spitballing. Um, but look, I mean, uh, there's one side of it where you f- really feel like Stark, Sark earned this. He's a great coach and um, it'll be an awesome opportunity for him. And Texas is going to get someone that's, you know, that, that is been through a lot, you know, I mean, this is a guy who, who left USC and I thought he did a good job as head coach at USC. And that was after doing a really good job at Washington. And um, you know, and, 
and made and made some personal decisions that that cost him, and and had to basically kind of step back. And Nick Saban brought him in and and helped him, you know, build his brand back again. And he went to the NFL, and Nick Saban brought him back again after a failure in the NFL. You know, with all those stars, the Falcons really weren't able to to succeed. He came in right after their Super Bowl run, and now. You know, he he leaves like probably with his his value as high as it's ever going to be, you know, because <laughs> unless you win a, a national championship or two. Um, but I mean, just just take an idea. I mean, just a, a step back too. I mean, look at Dabo Sweeney. You know, yesterday he's one of the best coaches ever. You know, get your butt whooped in that uh, that Sugar Bowl game. And, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you there's a there's a chink in the armor. So that's uh, just the world of coaching. You got to strike while the iron's hot. I get that. I, I guess just like going back to what you said, and, and my thought is the same. Um, I just think for Alabama's sake and to win a national championship, you really don't need distractions. When you're thinking about what's going on at Texas, then you're not game planning for Ohio State. Um, and that's going to be the situation, and we'll see how Alabama deals with it. The good thing is, is that Alabama has a lot of players who have a ton of experience and um, we're going to have what probably a Heisman Trophy winning receiver this week, and you know, and, and a quarterback who makes great decisions, and um, you know, and is you know almost like having another coach on the field. So you hope that all those things play in if you're the Crimson Tide. You look at kind of the the pay scale for Steve Sarkeesian to leave Alabama for Texas. Currently, Steve Sarkeesian making two point five million, uh, tied with Kevin. Sk- still as the highest uh, assistant coach in the entire country. So Nick Saban um, currently at $9 million, right? That's kind of the total pay. Um, Ed Ordron making 8.6, uh, Dabo Sweeney 8.2, uh, Jim Harbaugh 8 million. Um, that, that's amazing, right? That Jim Harbaugh is making 8 million at Michigan. Texas A&M paying Jimbo Fisher 7.5. You have to go down uh, to Tom Herman, who is currently 12th. Um, I'm sorry, 11th, he's making $6 million per season. So you kind of look at um, where that is in terms of what Steve Sarkeesian could get, right? He's going to get a better deal than Tom Herman. So you're maybe looking at, I would say like 6.5 or something like that. That's what Lincoln Riley's getting at um, Oklahoma. So, I mean, you got to take the money in that case because what could Alabama probably bump him up to like a 3.5, like we were talking about. And then you get like some sort of head coach and waiting. And then Texas is, I mean, Texas is a job that once it opens up, you take that job. Um, and just like you were saying, we have no idea um, who's going to follow Sarkeesian, if any. You're not going to see this mass exodus, but you're going to have to recruit against Sarkeesian in the state of Texas. And Alabama, as you know, as everybody knows, they went into Texas this year and got seven of the best from Texas. Number one running back. They got a quality quarterback in Jalen Milrow. They got the Brockemeyer brothers. So, you know, you think you kind of look at this from a recruiting standpoint, what is going to be the impact? Now you have Jimbo Fisher, Steve Sarkeesian. And of course, these guys are going to have to um, continue to win. I mean, that's what it's all about, but this is a big blow. When we talk about the timing, uh, don't like the timing because the Rose Bowl just ended last night and then the news is released today. I'm sure it's going to be impactful for the players. Then this always happens, like we were talking about. I mean, the, the championship game is on January 11th between Alabama and Ohio State. And now, you know, we kind of look at uh, the mentality of this team and, and how they're going to go into this. You know, I kind of looked at this game last night, Mick, and I feel, I, I don't think that, Alabama called their best game offensively. You know, maybe this was on Sarkeesian's mind. I mean, we talk about yeah. the reverse, and they only scored 31 points last night. Uh, look, the guys were still productive, but it, it, we've talked about this before at our, our postgame show. There was no sort of offensive, you know, kind of rhythm, rhythm that we've seen in the past. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because ironically, and I didn't say this last night, but when I was watching the game, Alabama got off to the quick start and then it just felt like they got bogged down towards the end of the first half. And I I said that this game reminds me of the uh, Alabama-Washington playoff game in Atlanta. And I think the final score was like 21-7 to or something, Lane Kiffin's last game. And I thought, you know, that – after that game, and I, I was sitting there watching it with Mike Johnson, you know, our friend, uh, two-time All-American, and we just noticed some stuff. You watch all these games, and you're like, man, something, something just doesn't look right. And I, I gave Notre Dame's defense credit because, you know, they played well up front, you know. And so I, I thought, well, maybe, you know, you just you get the big lead, and, and you, you kind of just want to get the clock to zero and move on, you know. But maybe you're right. I mean, that that when when stuff like this happens, you you have as you know for us in our job. I mean, you have to go back and and kind of say what if you know and be objective. So maybe that's maybe that's something that did play in. Maybe it didn't. I, I can guarantee that Nick Saban's not happy about this. Um, I'm curious to see what coaches that Sark might or might not take with him from oh, this. That's, staff. A, that's a great point. Yep. And, and if and if he's smart. Um, he probably won't take many people because <laughs> you know, I think that's that I, I've heard that from multiple people that and Nick Saban's even commented on interviews before. He just doesn't like he doesn't mind if anyone takes a job that betters their career. And this obviously is going to better Sark's career. I mean, he's going to get paid a truck full of money. He's going to a great place. He's not going to Auburn, you know, so you have to thank him for that. Um you know, it, stay focused and win one more game, and no one is even gonna care. You beat you beat Ohio State. No one will ever hold it against you. You, know, <laughs> you lose the game because the offense isn't playing their best, and they're not prepared. Then there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be pretty upset about it. So I mean, that's you know just kind of the way things go. And I don't even know if that's fair, but that's just kind of the way that this thing plays out. But um, you know, if, if I, if I was him, I, I, you know, be really happy about this opportunity. And, and if he appreciates Alabama and Nick Saban, like he says, then, uh, you know, really limit the coaches that he takes with him. It was Mick Gillespie talking about Steve Sarkeesian and the news that has just unfolded, expected to be named the head football coach at Texas. Gigantic loss for the Alabama Crimson title. We assume he still coaches uh, through the national title game, which will be on January 11th in Miami, Florida. And just like Mick was saying, look, Nick Saban, I, I think he's probably upset, but he knows this. I mean, he he knows this is part of, you know, kind of the process at Alabama. I mean, teams are going to continue to poach from Alabama just because you've had Nick Saban. You've had that Saban mentality. And you look at Stark what Sark has worked for, um, you know, since, you know, his tenure at USC and kind of the, you know, the, the course that he's taken from the Atlanta Falcons OC job and now Alabama where he's been fantastic. This is the hottest name in all of college football. I think him and Lane Kiffin are the two names that really jump out as, as kind of those younger coaches that are recruiting and coaching at the highest level and have that new age offensive philosophy. Look, I know you guys want to talk about um, the OC hot board. We're going to talk about that, um, you know, probably over the next uh, several days and, and come up with new names. So definitely go to BamaInsider.com and check out our latest offensive coordinator hot board as Alabama will look to replace Steve Sarkeesian. The one thing that, um, you know, that Mick said is, you know, Alabama and Nick Saban, it's, it's crazy. I know this is crazy, but he's always finds some way to find a better replacement. It's crazy because every guy that leaves, you're like, oh man, they're never going to be able to replace. Like when, when Jeremy Pruitt left to Tennessee, people were like freaking out. They're like, oh, they're never going to be able to, you know, replace him. Have they replaced him with Pete Golden? I don't know. You guys can debate that. 
but Nick Saban's always able to find what, whatever position it is, running backs, coach, receiver, coach, offensive coordinator. Nick Saban has a plan. He's always playing chess and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what he has to do. Any, any final thoughts on this, Mick, as we kind of close out here with uh, Steve Sarkeesian taking the head football coach at Texas. Yeah, it was, we weren't expecting the work today. Uh, didn't uh, Sam <laughs> last night on the call-in show tell us that we had the day off? <laughs> yeah, surprise, we got we got some breaking breaking news here. Tom Herman got fired because of recruiting. You know, at the end of the day, like the record speaks for itself, but the fact that Alabama came in and plucked seven of the top players out of Texas in his backyard shows that that the momentum wasn't there for what Tom Herman was doing at Texas. And, and I saw someone on the board say, well, you know, we were, you, you just replaced one guy for another. Well, we'll find out. I mean, it's going to come down to recruiting and Sark knows that and being around Alabama and seeing the way that you build, uh, you know, it, it all comes down to the players that you, you bring in. I mean, you're on the Alabama rival site right now, and we're the best in the country as far as recruiting goes. Yeah. I mean, you guys know that. Who else stayed with you 10 hours on National Signing Day? <laughs> right, Kyle and Andrew Bone and everybody. And, 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 and the reason why that's important is when you win those recruiting national championships, that translates into victories on the field. I don't care how good of a coach you are. You know, you you put Nick Saban at, you know, at Auburn with the talent that they had this year at Texas. Um, you know, how many more games do you win? Maybe some, but but not many. You know, it, it takes having the right horses to be able to run the race. You know, Nick Saban is, I think, the best that's ever done this because not only does he go out and get the great players and have the top recruiting classes, but he's able to, uh, you know, turn that into winning on the field and players not playing selfishly and, you know, making good decisions. And I mean, like not only does Alabama have a program that you're proud of on the field, you have a program that you're proud of off the field. And, and that's, you know, an area where you want to recruit the best talent and the best personalities and characters. So I'm sure that Sark's going to try to bring that to Texas as well. So you got to win on the field. You got to win on signing day. And the reason why Herman's out is that I, I bet you a big reason. I mean, it's just me speaking from experience being around this for a long time is recruiting. They got their butts whooped in their own state by Alabama, plain and simple. And, you know, you, you want to sit there and try to say, well, you know, I need to keep my job. When you're when you're seven of your top players are, are going over to the Yellowhammer state out of the Lone Star state and you're the state school with all that tradition and everything else uh, that that really kind of tells you that it's time to, to move on. So. We'll see. You know, I'm 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 definitely curious to see who who Alabama's next offensive coordinator is. But my hope is this. I mean, and this is again just being a selfish alumnist, is that Sark has his press conference and says, Look, I'm I'm not touching Texas until we're finished. Yep. And I thought that Jeremy Pruitt, who is an Alabama guy, I mean, look, he's an alumnist and everything else, been around the program forever did a great job of that. I know he took some some coaches that maybe Alabama wasn't happy about, but at the end of the day, they won the national championship. The defense played great, and then he went on to Tennessee. And and who knows, maybe one day soon we'll have him back again. <laughs> you know what? I, I was just thinking about this too, you know, because everybody was talking about kind of, you know, starting to feel comfortable about, 
about Sarkeesian taking over for Nick Saban. Should Nick Saban, you know, exit out whenever that's going to be? Now it's like, you know, that that's off the table, you got to think. Um, so you kind of look to, you know, Nick Saban, and I think his contract ends in like 2023 or 2024. Uh, he's going to be 70 next year. So you kind of look at where things are with Saban and who could potentially be the replacement. I mean, would I, I mean, that's something that you could also think about. I mean, um, with Steve Sarkeesian taking this job in Texas, I, I think it's going to be, you know, very interesting on kind of on all facets to see what happens with the offensive coordinator, who is the coach in waiting down the road for Nick Saban. Maybe it doesn't matter because the GOAT continues to do his thing on the field as Alabama is now 12-0 and zero on the season, getting ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes in the national championship game. Wanted to come on uh, YouTube for this national update right here as Steve Sarkeesian is expected to be the head football coach at Texas. My name is Kyle Henderson. He's Mick Gillespie, both of BamaInsider.com. Stay logged on. Hit the bell for notifications so you never miss when we drop a video uh, right here on BamaInsider.com. We'll have the OC hot board coming your way on BamaInsider.com. Have a beautiful sa Saturday with your family. Happy New Year 2021. Um, you know, it is off to an interesting start already as Alabama's 1-0 and zero on this particular season in 2021. And now Steve Sarkeesian headed to Texas. We'll be back, uh, you know, with another video and, of course, more stories back at BamaInsider.com. Thanks for joining us today. See you soon.